0: Welcome back to another episode of The Grey Game. My name is L.A. Grey.
1: And I'm B.J. Grey.
0: <laughs> and we are here to do our first ever WWE Smackdown review and AEW Rampage review. And tonight, I think, it was a very interesting episode of Smackdown. From Madison Square Gardens, Super Smackdown as they call it And the show started off basically With them showing uh, Remembering 9-11 uh, it, it will be the 20 year anniversary tomorrow Of September 11th 2001 And the attacks that took place In New York City at the World Trade Center And uh, You know they, they did their part It was like a nice you know
1: they more than did their part.
0: Yeah, nice vignettes. They really
1: overdid it. They showed it between every single commercial break. It's depressing. It's bringing me down.
0: It is depressing. Uh, I was in the fourth grade when it happened, and um, I remember parents kept coming to school, taking their kids out early. I think it started around like eleven o'clock. It happened from eleven all the way until class is over. My mom was not with that. She did not come get me until after school. Uh, like, usually I get picked up at 5 o'clock. I was at the after school, after school care, we, uh, basically where you play all day and you do homework for an hour. But we, I didn't even get to play. I didn't do no damn homework. She was there at 3 o'clock. I usually stay till 5 o'clock. She came at 3 o'clock. So no kickball for me, no basketball, no baseball, no football. It was take my ass. Uh, the McDonald's. Then she took me home. She started crying, talking about these attacks. Got me the favorite meal from McDonald's, too. I'll never forget the big and tasty with the fry. And then I still would get, like, a kid's meal, so i get the toy. But the problem was, she was mad because she was eating the kid's meal, and I was eating the big meal. But that that's here or there. But, um, yeah, it made me remember that, reminisce on that and whatnot. It's a sad day, but... As you said, um, I mean, how many times you going to show that shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Do it one good time and then let's just be done with it. That's just the way I feel about it. But
0: It was too much. And then they have, I guess, I think they show uh, that on Peacock or whatever, they have like a little show about, mm-hmm. they were the first ones to have a show after 9-11 or whatnot. But um, this Matt now started off with the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns and the bloodline, Paul Heyman and the Usos beside him.
1: I'm still really bothered that he's on the shirt. He does not fit. It's very awkward. She
0: doesn't She doesn't think that Paul Heyman has the swag to be part of the bloodline. He doesn't. But he is the wise man, as Roman Reigns calls him, the wise man.
1: The ass yes, kisser, uh-huh.
0: And a great promo.
1: Who didn't know whose ass to kiss tonight?
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns in the ring he starts off saying, "Hey, WWE owns New York. WWE owns Madison Square Garden. I own WWE, and I own Madison Square Garden. So, acknowledge me."
1: It was a it was a direct hit for AEW. So we'll see what
0: AEW is doing when they come to New York in a
1: couple of weeks because, I don't know. I just got a feeling that the AEW New York show is one, going to be better than the SmackDown. This quote-unquote super SmackDown, which really didn't have a whole lot on the card. And I'm thinking the crowd is going to be a little more invested. The crowd was pretty good tonight. You know, no shade. I'm just saying, I think the crowd is going to be a little more hype in a couple of weeks when AEW comes through.
0: Well, AEW already has two matches for the card. They have MJF, Going against Brian Pillman Jr. And they got Cody Rhodes coming back facing off against Malachi Black. Those are the two matches they have so far. I think we're going to get a title match. I think Omega might be facing Brian Danielson. Already? Quick? I can see. I I just feel like there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be another big, real big match. Maybe CM Punk, Ricky Starks. I don't know. I mean, the Brian Danielson
1: thing would make sense because they were supposed to Debut him at New York. So there has to be a reason why they chose to bring him out early. They must be doing something with him in New York.
0: There's going to be a big match. So, I mean, they might think Malachi Black Cordero is that big match, but I don't think it is. We've and already Bryan seen it.
1: Danielson has not wrestled yet for us. Adam Cole is supposed to wrestle for us next week on Dynamite. And obviously, CM Punk wrestled at that last part per view but Brian Danielson is the one who we don't know when we're actually going to get to see him wrestle. So that could be big.
0: It'll be interesting to see because uh, I think the AEW show is going to be big. But we'll continue with this. So Roman Reigns says acknowledge him. The fans are kind of going crazy. I'm hearing a lot of fans cheering for Roman. I think they really were acknowledging him. (laughs) And he said that. And seconds later, Brock Lesnar music hits. And he's back out there with the ponytail. Looking
1: like the genie in the bottle himself.
0: <laughs> the ponytail in the beard. A new brother that's looking like a home, you could tell, homegrown from the ranch. Looking country as hell. Wow, oh, man. He had that flannel shit on. I was like, oh, shit. This man, you know what they say about them countrymen. They strong as fuck. So, <laughs> Roman's gonna have a problem with that, boy. We'll see. He comes in there, whatever. Comes in the ring. He steps up the Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns kind of bitches out, moves back. The Usos get in front, whatever, whatever. And then Paul Heyman's like, Brock, 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 Brock. One question: Out of all the championships, we, we, we could have challenged for, why, 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 why the Universal? Uh-da-da, uh-da-da. And he was stuttering his ass <laughs> off. And then before he even finished, really, that finished asking that question, Brock was like. Well, Paul, I got a question for you. Why didn't tell Roman I was going to be at SummerSlam? And the
1: crowd goes,
0: Ooh. Yeah, the crowd really <laughs> loves this juicy shit, boy. This, they love the drama. They love the drama. They love that. So you know what has to happen. Roman's all pissed off at Paul. Whatever, whatever. Roman leaves the ring. The Usos leave the ring. They leave like a Paul. little
1: kid throwing a fit.
0: Yeah, they leave the ring without Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's in the ring with Brock. What does Paul Heyman do? Turns right back into the advocate. Quick.
1: <laughs> Saying his name all big and bold. Brock Lesnar. All that kissing Brock Lesnar's butt. It's like, bro, who are you with? Like, where's your loyalty really lie? Because you're looking real sus right now. You're looking super sus. And that's why Brock Lesnar tried to get him with the F5. When he picked that <laughs> old man up, I thought he was done. He was done for.
0: So Brock, he comes in. He, he's like, hey, that's cool, Paul. Old times. You chant my name. You getting me all hype. I love that. Just like old times. But hey, before Roman fires your butt, uh, I need a title match a universal title. You got five seconds to answer. And when he got down to two, he was like, fuck it, you ain't answering. <laughs> Picks his ass up for the F5. Here comes Roman Reigns to save the day. Hits the Superman punch on Brock. Uh, He hits Superman punch on Brock. Brock then hits Roman, I think, with a clothesline. The Usos come in the ring. They hit a super kick on him, but he's still not on the ground. They try to hit another super kick, but Brock just runs at both of them and clotheslines both of them. Then he German suplexes both of them, and you know where Roman's up. Top of the ramp with Paul Heyman holding his belt again. Or whatever. So that kind of ended the segment. It seems like at some point, you know what I mean? They're going to face off. I'm going to assume maybe Crown Jewel, the pay per view in Saudi Arabia. That's always a big, they like to have those big matches out there. Um, I doubt we get at one of these regular, regular pay per views. Well,
1: Roman already has an opponent lined up for this next pay per view. So we'll get there.
0: Yeah, it won't be at one of the. I just don't see them having a match of that magnitude on like a regular, regular pay per view. Like and then Survivor Series is supposed to be usually Raw Champion versus SmackDown Champion, so that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm.
1: They pay Brock Lesnar too much money to have him just out here doing regular stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean this was a this was an appearance, but well, we'll see when Brock comes back. I don't think we're gonna be seeing Brock for a good minute. Um, so that happens, and then the next match, well, our first match of the night is this ten man tag. Um, I hate those. I'm trying, let me see who's on the team. I think it was Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, and Rick
1: Books. Uh, I love Rick Books.
0: Against uh Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root, um, Do- Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root, Sami Zayn, uh, Apollo Cruz, and who was the fifth person Oh oh Otis. And they had at ringside. They had um, Commander Aziz, Chad Gable. But then when these guys are all coming out to the ring, well, before they even come to the ring, I gotta talk about what I hate the most about this. <laughs> so they show before the, before the match, them all backstage or whatever, and like they gonna fight or whatever in the I, hallway. In the hallway, I can I st- I cannot stand that because like why wait. Some of, these guys, some of these people are in actual feuds and stuff Like you don't think Dolph Ziggler is embarrassed By losing to Rick Boogs twice <laughs> You don't think Apollo Crews wants to beat Shinsuke his ass for taking the Intercontinental Championship And we all know what Commander Z's like to do Nigerian Nail everybody to death
1: I, <laughs> For like two weeks
0: Yeah you don't I think Nigerian nail. You don't think <laughs> Dominic Mysterio wants some revenge On Sami Zayn Like why wait to get in the ring Let's get this over with now Same thing with Rey Mysterio that's his son and shit so, they get in the ring or whatever, and Sami Zayn, what a great heel he is, or whatever. He, he's in the ring. Nakamura, you know, all the fans love when Nakamura comes out. Love when, you know, they playing the uh, guitar or whatever. It's all hype and stuff. Sami Zayn says, all right, all right, shut that off. And they literally shut it off, or whatever. You can see Nakamura pissed as hell and shit. And... Your boy is wearing a New York Knicks jersey, Kevin Knox. And it's just like, okay, he's over here trying to actually play up. He's like, yeah, I love New York. Da, 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 da. I love that. And guess what? I invited somebody who knows how to win in Madison Square Garden. And he trolls the fuck out these fans and brings out Trey Young. That was sickening. And these fans booed the hell out of Trey Young. Because everyone that knows, if you know basketball, Trey Young Basically by himself Put the New York Knicks At the playoffs In the first round this year And I mean He embarrassed them Put them out in five games And I think he averaged 30 points And over 10 assists And He's over there With his Atlanta Hawks uh, Sweatsuit sweat suit on Boom boom showing the Hawks
1: Complete with the ball spot
0: And yes The ball spot Was on display And it was just shocking Because you know He really doesn't like this Having their uh, These guests Celebrities come out and Be heelish get booed by the fans i mean it looks like there's something new they're doing because logan paul yep. pat mcafee yep. and now you got trey young and it's like okay
1: it seems like these celebrity guests are coming more and more often lately too and not to do anything of like significance like we haven't had a celebrity do anything of significance since bad Bunny, and that was at wrestlemania that's true all these other celebrities coming here and they just want to get on the mic or whatever do a little side, something slit, heelish on the sidelines or whatever and then they dip. They're paying these people real money to come out here and literally just stand there. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing for yeah. the clickbait.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're actually paying them this. Paying them, and, and to see what tree Young ended up doing in this match this man probably got paid like 5-10k for that.
1: Wow. And see, that's ridiculous. Bad Bunny really <laughs> set a new standard. I mean, really, if you're gonna come here, come here because you love it. Come here because you enjoy the sport, because you know the product, because you want to be a part of. You know what I mean? That shit is lame.
0: Well, this match, it seemed like they had this match on here for the crowd. I mean, there was the there was no real tags. It was like everyone going crazy. Everyone was hitting their special moves left and right. You know what I mean? Everyone kind of got their offense in. Uh, Trey Young got sent back to the bat because he was holding on to Rey Mysterio, basically kind of choking Rey Mysterio, and then. Referee turns around and still sees him choking Rey Mysterio. So it was like. Okay. So the
1: heels didn't even teach him how to be a correct heel in the back. It's embarrassing.
0: Yeah. And then uh, the match ended when Sami Zayn got double 619 by Dominic and Rey Mysterio and then got the big inning from Big E. One, two, three. So the team of Big E, the Mysterios, Rick Boogs, and Shinsuke Nakamura win this match. After the match, Kayla Braxton's in the ring. I really hate when they do this shit. Um, <laughs> and she interviews Biggie. Oh, Biggie, what's next? Bullshit. And it's like, oh well, you we know. know
1: what's next. He has the briefcase. <laughs> so you don't have to interview him about this. It's obvious. Anybody who knows anything knows what's next. He has the briefcase, and he's coming for a champion. Period. What's next? What's next? You're gonna ask him that next week too? Like, come on. Ra.
0: Yeah, they, like I'm okay with it when they win a the belt. Like, it's okay, all right. They Someone won a belt. So it's like, all right, Kayla gets the ring. I think that's a big moment. But like a regular 10-man tag team match, why are you in the ring interviewing this man with that? You know what I mean? Like, it ain't no big deal like that. I'm okay with it when they win a big championship. Like, when Damien Priest won the U.S. belt, I'm okay with it. But like, if you ain't win no belt and this is a regular, definitely match, I don't know why we're doing this. So that happened. Uh, next thing up was, I think, was the contract signing between, is that right? What's next up?
1: Uh, talk about that next let me check the list
0: yeah so next up is the Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch contract signing and uh, Bianca came out in all white I guess she doesn't care that it's Labor Day it's fine it looked good I ain't gonna say it didn't look good I mean you know people say you're not supposed to wear white off Labor Day but it is what it is and um she comes out. Not
1: that you comment on her fashion, like fashion police. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just realized it real quick. I'm like, isn't it after Labor Day? Because I remember everyone always talks about that, but I mean, whatever.
1: She's Bianca Belair. She's the EST. She can wear whatever she wants. She looks damn good.
0: Yeah, so, you know, like I said, she looked good. No problem there, but um, she comes out, whatever, and um, basically, before Becky gets in the ring or anything, she's already doing a promo, signed the contract and everything. I was like, it's kind of weird. Usually they wait for the person to come out. But uh she did a promo on Becky, bringing up the 26, 26 Seconds thing, saying that she, have, she doesn't have respect for Becky because Becky won't just face her, or whatever. Becky keeps saying no, whatnot. She's saying that uh, she's going to gain respect back for Becky once she wins this championship, whatever, whatever. So she signs a contract. And here comes Becky Lynch in this, like, red
1: oversized
0: yeah red mink type of oversized she had the that on and she had like some sunglasses on and it was just it was like over it was like over the top heelish to me it was like she really wanted the fans to hate her and to be honest the fans have turned on her (laughs) the fans have turned on her completely i think the 26 second thing was on purpose at least fans turned on her and they keep bringing it up to the point where they're not gonna ever forget that shit. And the fans have turned on her because of that. And because this personality that she's done is it's so, lame. yeah, it's, it's just over the top and it, it kind of sucks. And I think that was the whole point. That was the whole point of this character. She wanted to be, hit. folks, she wanted to be heel against Charlotte Flair. And the fans hated how much Charlotte Flair was being thrown down their, thrown down their throat to the point where they're like fuck it we're with becky okay charlotte are won the belt like eight times already it's like damn we will we need someone to end this reign we need someone to overthrow this shit. they were sick of charlotte charlotte has won the belt countless of times so they're ready for something new a change and becky lynch was that change she was trying to go heel then when she turned on charlotte
1: which i don't think would have worked for her because How are you going to out-heal Charlotte? You know what I mean? I feel like right now she's really fleshing out her heel character. She's figuring out how to be heel. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as easy as just saying like, oh, I'm going to go heal." Now I'm heel. You know what I mean? It's a process. It's a transition. And she's feeling it out right now. But Charlotte is one of the best female heels they have on the brand. Period. You're not going to out-heal Charlotte. You being heel versus Charlotte is not going to be right. We're still going to be looking at Charlotte like Charlotte did this, but you don't want to be compared to Charlotte right now as a heel. You don't want to go toe to toe with Charlotte as a heel right now.
0: These fans want to cheer for the original Becky Lynch, the man. That's what they want. They're not getting that and they're mad and that's understandable. But I think this helps Bianca a lot more in the long run because she is going to stay hot. And as long as she stays white hot, She will win that championship back eventually. Because at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to who's over and who's not over. And Bianca's very over. So I don't think she's going to win Extreme Rules. I expect there to be either a DQ finish or some type of screw job. But it's going to be a good match and I'm excited for it. Becky, basically, her promo is just crying and bitching, moaning, and complaining. Basically, the whole fucking time.
1: Do I have to sign this? So, what happened if I didn't sign this? Just sign the damn contract. Yeah.
0: Girl, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> sign, sign it, sign it, sign it, sign it. I'm and like. And then she
1: gets the crowd on her side. Sign it, sign it. Sign the sign
0: whole it, crowd says, sign it, whatever. You know, she called Bianca Belair a flash in the pan. First thing she said when she came out there was, the real the real main eventer The first ever main eventer is here Basically shitting on Bianca Main eventing with Sasha Or whatever because she was the first to do it with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte But who gives a fuck right
1: I was sitting at home I heard you guys saying we want Becky And now this is how you treat me I left my baby girl at home And this is how you repay me Fine I will sign it But yeah. <laughs> This whole it's like alright I'm doing too much doing way too much.
0: So, Becky, she finally does sign the contract. She leaves the ring. And we'll move on to the next segment, which is a match. And it was the best match of the night on SmackDown. Uh, That would be the Reddit R Superstar Edge and Seth freaking Rollins. And to be honest, this feud has been pretty damn good. I mean, you got two great competitors, two great wrestlers. I mean... Edge's is a legend, of course. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't expect nothing less from him. Seth Rollins, to me, maybe yeah, maybe Becky should be taking some uh, lessons from him when it comes to heel work, oh because God. Seth is a very good heel. Um, oh, some God. people are annoyed, some people get annoyed with him or whatnot, but I love it. To be honest, this is the type of heel work you need. Um, the match was was good.
1: The match was awesome.
0: Uh, we saw. Seth working on Edge's knee at first. Trying to work on his knee. Uh, back and forth.
1: Edge showing the back up off that neck after the last match. I don't think Edge can take too much more of that <laughs> neck. Uh, as we'll see by the end of this match. But.
0: We saw uh, Rollins hit the uh, gland slam. Beth Phoenix uh finishing move. We saw Edge hit the pedigree in the match. Uh, Edge hit a nice execution. Seth... I mean, Seth flew, was flying around, uh, had a, hit a two, tope, suicided outside the ring. Um, it seemed like they were going for the same finish when uh, Edge got him to that crossface and they started trying to slam his head onto the mat. He was going to go for the choke, but Seth was able to get his uh, hand of the rope. And the finish of the match came, and it always these dirty, these dirty endings are so funny to me. <laughs> Basically, they're going in the corner. The referee somehow got in the way. The referee gets out the way. While the referee's not looking, Seth hits Edge with a disgusting low blow. Kicks him right in the fucking balls. Edge is sitting there selling it like crazy. The referee's looking. and referee, It was pretty, I don't know. It looks pretty obvious. The referee's like looking like.
1: What happened? What
0: happened? But it was like he's holding his balls. Seth hits a super kick. And I think this is where babe, my baby, my wife here, <laughs> she did not like this shit.
1: What do you mean I loved it? This is the best part of the match.
0: Nah, you, you, you said you didn't like it how many times man was getting kicked, and he was like, the listen, way he was selling and stuff.
1: Listen, it shouldn't have taken that many considering his previous entrance. However, comma, I'm not the biggest Edge fan. I know people hate me for that. I don't care. I stated my truth, And I loved every minute of seeing Seth take it to his neck. Eat that kick. Eat that kick. You're still getting up? eat another kick, and a stop for the finish. It was incredible. This is probably the best match I've seen them have, probably just because Seth came out on top, let's be honest, but this match was awesome. I loved it. Best match on the card, by far.
0: Perfect ending to the match. It gives, it it obviously gives Edge way out, like, hey, Seth cheated, whatever, keeps him the balls, and obviously Seth gets the win, which he needed, Okay. I don't even, I mean, a lot of people, I didn't like the finish to their match at SummerSlam. I think it made Seth look awful. But if this is what the ending result is, then I'm okay with that. Seth hit a disgusting stump to end him. I think he hit like eight or nine kicks in a row in that man's face.
1: No exaggeration.
0: And literally Edge kept looking at him. Like, it was like he wanted more. It was weird. But he got the job done and Seth Rollins got the win. Um, and
1: Edge got to be taken out on a stretcher to the ambulance, and this gives Edge some time off to go home and spend with Lyric and Ruby. Oh my god. (laughs) Because we all know, like I keep saying, he can't handle a full-time schedule. He's been here a lot lately, and he's ready to take another break. So this is his way to be written out for a little bit. I'm sure he'll be back, though.
0: And this is why I always thought that Christian was the better wrestler than Edge. Because Christian shows up every week and wrestles every week.
1: He does. I had to give it to
0: him. Edge has not, and no offense. We both. Hey, listen. I love Edge. I think he's a great character, and that's why he was always gonna be better than Christian because of the character work was better. And then you look at how he looks. He's six foot four, six foot five, two 250 while Christian's more like six foot one, six foot, two hundred fifteen pounds. So I mean, obviously. But I just think always that Edge was able to change his character. He was always able to re- revolve. Like the Radar Superstar. always been opportunist. He always had different characters. He always mixed it up, which is great. But I think wrestling-wise, Christian has always been the better wrestler. Um, so after that...
1: There was one more
0: thing. I think there was one more thing before the main event. I'm trying to remember what it was off the top of my head. But there was one more match.
1: They did a promo with Paul Heyman in the back again.
0: Oh, yeah. The Paul Heyman promo in the back with Big E again. Folks, (laughs) I don't know how many times they're going to do this shit. Like, seriously. Like, these promos with where he's doing a promo with Caleb Blacks and him. Here comes Big E, show him the briefcase, and then Big E just starts doing that (laughs) laugh and stuff. (laughs) And I don't even think like Paul Heyman's really, I don't even think he's scared of like Big E. I don't think he thinks that's a real threat to Roman Reigns' championship.
1: I don't understand why Big E keeps coming up to Paul Heyman as if Paul Heyman is the one getting in the ring for the championship. (laughs) I want to see Big E try that shit on Roman Reigns. Do that shit backstage to Roman Reigns one time to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a good Superman
1: punch <laughs> right then and there. Like, come on, bro. That it's just not adding up. One plus one is not making two. But basically, Paul Heyman is telling Caleb Braxton that Roman Reigns will answer Um to Brock Lesnar's challenge or whatever. In the main event. Or after the main event, whatever. Later on tonight.
0: And the main event of tonight was a good one.
1: It was an awesome one. This is uh, matchup, this is like a dream matchup for me I love these two teams I love them together it was fucking awesome, they deserved to make a spot
0: it's the Street Profits versus the Usos and once again we get a uh, 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 this, bullshit finish <laughs> <laughs> a finish that I just, I just understand why this keeps happening, I mean I get it they're going to face again probably Extreme Rules I mean, you want to
1: protect the ending or whatever because you want to keep having this match over and over again. And, I mean, if they keep reinventing themselves, I mean, I, have, I haven't gotten bored of it. And I'm not one to like rematches, but I'm not bored of it yet. I'd see another one.
0: Montez Ford was flying everywhere in this match. I mean, the athleticism is ridiculous. One
1: shoe. One shoe. One shoe.
0: <laughs> yeah, one shoe, one shoe. His drop kicks are disgustingly athletic. He gets so much air on them. Every time he jumps to the top rope, every time he flips out to the outside, I mean these these the suicide are, dives. It's just so amazing the way he is. It's, his it's energy
1: is infectious. Is Even it, when Dawkins is in the ring and he's jumping on the outside and he's screaming and yelling, his energy is on ten.
0: That is on ten. I just I just don't know how long, man. It's gonna last until he becomes. He's gonna leave Dawkins. I just don't see this tag team. Don't
1: say that.
0: I just don't see how this tag team gonna stay together. It's just. Montez Ford is going to be a man-eventer at some point. He has the hope attitude, they treat too. I him like
1: that, but he's kind of small. So I don't know if they're really going to respect him like that as a man-eventer.
0: I think he can get over.
1: Montez Ford versus Roman Reigns. Montez Ford versus Bobby Lashley. Montez Ford versus Big E.
0: Yeah, I remember. At one point, Rey Mysterio was a man-eventer.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying that shit either, but I mean...
0: Ray Mysterio was a main eventer. Eddie Guerrero was a main eventer.
1: Well, he lies, he cheats, and he steals.
0: Crispin Waugh was a main eventer.
1: Oh, you're saying his name today.
0: I'm just saying. Normally,
1: you don't even say that name out loud.
0: For the size, he was a main eventer. I don't
1: see Crispin Waugh as being small, though. Short, yes, but small, no. He was roided up.
0: Small, though. He wasn't, like, big. Like, obviously, like, the Bobby Lashley's and the Roman Reigns.
1: The strength is i don't know why people are so harping harping so hard on
0: that's the height
1: when if your muscles look like you know what i mean cannons who cares if you're four foot eleven if your muscles look like cannons if you have the muscles of a roman reigns but you're fucking shorty g's height it is what it is you're a beast
0: I mean, you're right, but at the same time as the E and Vince McMahon, he loves a nice, muscular body.
1: I'm sorry. This is morbid, but I really can't wait to see what it's going to be like when it's a new era, when, you know, he lets go of the reins, which we all know isn't going to happen until, you know, that one fateful day. But I'm really interested to see what the next generation of McMahons is going to do with this company because some of his rules, they just don't
0: make sense. That's Vince McMahon for you. So the finish of the match came when Montez Ford hit from the heavens on Jimmy Uso and one, two, Roman Reigns, Reigns comes <laughs> in and puts this man into the guillotine. Montez is sound like a motherfucker. he puts this man to sleep after that he gets the mic and says listen I ain't afraid of no man Brock gonna get these hands Brock gonna get this he gonna get whooped after I face off against Finn Balor and destroy him again Uh, right after he said that dun dun Finn Balor music hits, but it's not your regular Finn Balor. It's not the prince. It's Demon Finn Balor who comes out. It's all red. It's full
1: makeup. Full makeup. Full wig.
0: It's looking fire.
1: Full fog.
0: He gets in the ring, stands right in Roman Reigns' face, and that's how the show ends.
1: So it picked up again at the you know the last two matches. I like the contract signing. That ten man tag that could have kept that.
0: My opinion: This was for a super SmackDown. I don't see what the difference is between a regular SmackDown and this SmackDown. The only thing is, you got Edge and Seth Rollins, which is a which is a pay per view match on on a SmackDown. And they brought That's out it. a celebrity. Ooh. Yeah, and they brought out Trey Young. Like it wasn't to me. This was a was it a good SmackDown. It was fine. But it wasn't to me like a great episode. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about this. It was, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, ranking it for me, I'm not going any more than like a six out of ten.
1: I was gonna go seven. I think six is a little harsh, but I mean, I can understand. It wasn't anything special. I mean, I wasn't bored after the ten men tag. The ten men tag was definitely the bathroom break, but after that, I wasn't really bored. Kept my attention entertaining furthering the storylines
0: i'm surprised you were okay with that no women's matches on this on this at all i thought that would probably put it down for you a little bit
1: they're always disrespecting the women but it helped that they did a grand slam and uh that seth rollins and edge match that helped and to my favorite tag teams in the street profits and the usos i mean i cannot be mad at that
0: so that was SmackDown, folks let's get on to a e w rampage Which was a taped episode, which I don't like. They were still in Cincinnati, and the first match of the night was the Bastard Pack versus Andrade El Idolo, and it was a very good match. It was match of the night.
1: This match was fire.
0: It was a fire match. These two
1: are athletic as fuck.
0: Athletic as fuck, and they could go. Whenever they want to go They can fight every fucking week For the next two or three weeks And I wouldn't give a fuck 450 splash by Pac was nasty Your boy Andrade hits a, a stomp on the uh, On the ring post On the ring post He was on the turnbuckle And uh, Pac's hanging down Hits a nasty stump on him We saw some nasty moves on the outside Andrade looks way better over here than than he
1: ever did in wwe and i didn't think that that was possible like i don't know he was like when he was a u.s champion he was decent after he lost his u.s belt it was like all kind of downhill downhill from there it just you know it wasn't great and i always thought of him as kind of like a mid card because of that but this match i mean i could see both of these guys holding a main event belt
0: the wrestling by both these guys are amazing Pack is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think being that he's with the Lucha Brothers holds him back, to be honest. I think he should be by himself. Andrade is getting that push. You can see it. Um, Andrade did win this match from help from um, Chavo Guerrero. Which
1: apparently he did not want.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. He hits Chavo Guerrero hits him with a tablet for the win. So Andrade wins after the tablet shot. Um, so after the match... Uh, Lucha Bros are out there Or whatever And uh, Andrade's walking up the ramp Or whatever And then the other guy tells He was Actually he had a taser in his hand And he got taken out by Lucha Brothers But I guess From what it looked like Was he The guy I don't know what the dude's name is He's just a lackey Or whatever Who's also with Andrade So it's Chavo Guerrero Andrade And this lackey guy He snitches on Chavo And says Hey he hit. Do with the tablet.
1: Andrade gets pissed.
0: Andrade's pissed off, and he hits Chavo Guerrero and leaves him to get destroyed by the Lucha Brothers and Pop. And then throws the tablet at him. Yeah, throws tablet at him. It was. It was. It was weird. I think it's setting up for Ric Flair to come in to be his new manager.
1: Yep. Chavo's out. Father-in-law's in. Just like that.
0: Um, I definitely think Andrade needs a manager big time. He can't talk with a shit.
1: No, he needs a manager and Ric Flair needs to be in like the next episode of whatever show he's on. The next time we see Andrade, we need to see Ric Flair. I mean, do I think Ric Flair is going to be a better option for Andrade? Maybe. Ric Flair is fire on the mic. You put a mic in Ric Flair's hand. I mean, that's the one thing from his career that he can do until the day he dies. This man can talk. Um, Does he really fit? Andrade's look and his image right now, I don't know. That's where Chavo was, like, better for him because he, you know, does the whole Spanish thing, the Mexican thing, whatever they do. Yeah,
0: Ric Flair's not doing all that.
1: Ric Flair's not doing all that, but he is a hell of a talker. So.
0: It will help, but they'll need to get rid of the other lackey guy, too. Because I just don't think he needs three people. I think him and Ric Flair will be enough. Him and Ric Flair will be enough together. We don't need no lackey guy. So, um... After that, there was a promo with Darby Allen and Sting. And they come out, and basically, Darby Allen says, Sean Spears, you're nothing without Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, you're a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. And then Sting gets on the mic and says, Tully, you're nothing. You were riding the coattails of Slick Rick, I'm talking about Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, the Four Horsemen. You ain't shit, basically. They say that, and then fucking... Oh, by the way, Tony Schiavone is supposed to be interviewing them. I really hate... They don't they don't know how to interview people. Like, Tony Schiavone is always in the ring, and then... They take the mic from him, and he just gets out the ring. It's like, Tony's supposed to be interviewing this person. He's not really interviewing them. It's, it's dumb. So, Tony Blanchett comes out, and he's just talking, saying, hey, you know, y'all ain't ready, bullshit, whatever, whatever. He's basically just talking to be a distraction, because Sean Spears gets Darby Allen out the ring hits the C4 outside the ring. Sting tries to save him afterwards. Sean Spears runs off, but the, it's all, the damage has already been done or whatever, so Darby Allen's laid out or whatever, and that was the segment. After that, we had an uh, interview with both Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. Bryan Danielson. Fuck, that's going to be hard to remember. <laughs> Bryan Danielson and... They both are basically talking shit about each other's groups. Like, hey, uh, uh, Adam Cole says, hey, Brian Danson and Christian are legends. They're good, but I'm I'm Adam Cole, baby. I'm better than them on a different level. And Brian Danson basically says, hey, look, the elite, they are look insecure by the way they dress and the way they talk about themselves, da, da, da. I want to place Kenny Omega. I want to hurt people. I want to kick people, blah, blah, blah
1: nothing special they advertised it just so they could put their names on it and it really wasn't anything if they really wanted me to care they would have had the interviews done live like you hear me like a real sit down interview because yeah. it was clearly like something that they pre-taped. taped like a pre taped promo not only is the show pre-taped but now the promo is pre-taped like come on give me something because they're all there in the building we saw them there on dynamite they could have done something other than a package. I didn't want a package. I wanted the real thing.
0: Yeah. Rampage is like, um, people, if you don't understand it by now, Rampage is going to be like the, the main event. Okay. And then every once in a while, they're going to give you, they'll sprinkle in something big, like a CM Punk debuting or someone debuting or like a big match. Like how Christian won the TNA championship from Kenny Omega. You'll get that every once in a while. And that'll boost the rating for that episode. But I think they're gonna be around 700 k every week. They're not gonna be bent, they're not gonna have a million. Because this show right here wasn't that great. Other than the Andretti Pop match, we'll get on to the, the woman's match that was next, which featured uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD with her team, of course, of Rebel and Jamie Hayter. And on the other side, we had Riho, Riho. Chris Statlander, and Ruby Soho. And, I mean, babe, what do you you think about the match?
1: It was okay. I don't care for all these. The the trio matches, the five-on-five matches, it's just too many people flying all over the place. Nobody's tagging in and out properly. So, like, really, what is the point? Um, I'm not really sure why Rio is even... In the company, to be honest, much less in this match. There was a spot that they did where Jamie picked her up, like on a backslide type of thing, and had her doing like fiery kicks. Oh,
0: yeah, Chris Staller picked her.
1: To the, oh, it was Chris Statlander. Somebody picked her little ass up and had her like kicking her little feet at people. I'm like, this is a joke. Like, this is yeah, literally a kicking, joke.
0: She was kicking Rebel and it was, looked like it was doing no damage.
1: She looks like a toy. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. Chris Statlander looked super strong in this match. Ruby looked good, she looked quick, she looked strong um, Which is, you know, it's hard to do Because DMD is a real competitor Jamie Hayter is a real competitor Rebel's a joke So I mean, I guess they're one for one They had Rebel and the other team had Riho, was that?
0: Riho is the former AEW Women's Champion She can't That's be a, also joke. a joke
1: That's also a joke Like, come on She's a little girl
0: Japanese schoolgirl
1: And that's disgusting. I think that's somebody's sex fetish, and I think that's why she's in the company. We're not going to go there.
0: That's Kenny Omega. Hey, Kenny Omega's brought all the men.
1: I said we're not going to go there, and here you go, going
0: there. I'm just telling you who brought them in. It was (laughs) Kenny Omega. He brought all the men. All of them. She literally dresses like a Japanese schoolgirl. So, I mean, I don't know. She was the first ever AW Women's Champion. She will always have that on her record. On her resume.
1: I hope they don't ever do that to themselves ever again. That was like a desperate move because pickings were slim. God willing, the pickings won't ever be that slim again.
0: I mean, this is the best AEW women's Champion they've had so far. It if is. They finally got it right.
1: And be. she, and I mean, she should have been the champion a long time ago. I was saying that even when Nyla Rose was champion, I was like, why is she still champion? We have Britt Baker now.
0: I think, I think Sheeta was like a good... She was a good champion, like, that could wrestle, but she had no character. None at all. Oh, my God,
1: she was wearing... And she was never wrestling. She was never on TV when she was champion.
0: Yeah, it was really... She was wrestling on, like, Dark and...
1: YouTube? She was wrestling on YouTube. Yeah. All right, well...
0: They had a belt on her for, like, a year too. Crazy.
1: They always had the belts on the champion super long. Super long. Except except,
0: Except the TNT title. That one kind of changes a little bit, but...
1: It is the only one that really changes...
0: But um yeah. Then I don't did they do another promo? I feel like there was another promo done, but I know they did a little promo between Ruby Brian, Soho
1: won that match, by the
0: way. Yes, Ruby Soho won it with her basically Pele kick. So, so she won
1: on Wednesday and she won on Friday, which means she's obviously gonna lose on whenever they have that. Whenever she has a match, match against
0: DMD. I mean I would assume maybe that's gonna be on the uh, New York Author ass show. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Can they wait two weeks what else are they gonna do with them for two weeks to keep them hot
0: just just toss her in the ring now against rebel one-on-one whatever Fuck. um so <laughs> the main event is brian pillman jr versus max caster and they mark henry is interviewing them like he does every week he interviews the main eventers Max caster goes on you know says he doesn't like brian pillman he says that brian pillman has fake friends and uh, people who fake that cheer for him—he's really not liked by anybody. And then Brian Pillman says, "Hey, I'm a winner in my hometown. I'm a winner for my city, Cincinnati Strong." Blah 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 about Cincinnati.
1: Sounds like a bullshit background that they threw together at the last minute because they want Brian Pillman to fight in his hometown.
0: So uh, Max Kasher comes out with obviously Anthony Bowens, the acclaim. He's rapping, you know, doing his thing. He can't. He really—he is on thin ice, like Anthony Bowen says, because. He did get suspended for a little bit for his comments on Simone Biles and her mental health. So, he, you know, he did his rap. It was fine, whatever. Brian Pillman comes out. Crowd goes crazy. He comes in, just tackles spears and tackles Max Couch off the rip. It was an okay match. Nothing special. Brian Pillman won with a uh, flying clothesline. Uh, a basic-ass move. I guess his dad... That was his dad's special But I don't I think his dad used to do something I think that was a regular move His dad did I do not remember that being his special Maybe in the beginning of his career It was special But um, He wins with that I mean 2021 That's A regular move I don't I don't know That was Like I said The match was okay Like Once again It was not a
1: main event match
0: I really think they should have switched What they should have done is They should have switched that match With Pac and Andrade And that's how it should have went Yep By the way When Pac put Chavo Guerrero in the uh, his special move. I don't know. I forgot what it's called. But um, the kind of like a crossface type of move. The fans were not cheering for him doing that shit. It was like quiet as fuck. I'm thinking this guy's a face and Chavo's the heel and these people are not cheering at all for this shit. The fans were not with it.
1: Which is very weird because he put on a show. It can't be the wrestling. It has to be character or the lack thereof rather
0: probably but this this rampage like i said i am not i i i like rampage it's a quick one hour show but what i don't like is i feel like they're not giving us the best hour of wrestling they can give us i feel like if you have an hour you can give me bangers i feel like the women's match is always watered down i think last week wasn't that was last week, it was two weeks ago. I think it was when uh CM Punk came out. I think it was Jake Hargill versus Kara Hogan. The match lasted like a minute. It's like every women's match I've seen so far has been awful, really, on these shows. They haven't been good. This one was okay, but once again, wasn't great. I feel like you have so much talent on this company, I should be seeing bangers literally every Friday night.
1: Especially in the beginning when you want to get the ratings up and you want to get eyes on this new program.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I love Brian Pillman. He's actually one of my favorite wrestlers on AEW, to be honest. I'm always cheering on for him. But he is a tag team wrestler with Griff Garrison and Julia Hart. They're the Varsity Blondes. And he has been on Dark and Dark Elevation countless times. Um, most Most of his wins and losses have came on there. And now you want me to believe that he can main event a show. So As a singles
1: competitor.
0: Yeah, as a singles competitor. So, you know, it's kind of weird or whatever. He didn't even
1: have them come out with him. I don't understand, like, why he didn't even have them come out with him.
0: Well, Griff Garrison got hurt from, uh, remember, he got beat up by MJF and Wardlow on Wednesday.
1: Right, but where's Julia?
0: She got taken out, too. She's supposed to be in the um, Women's Battle Royal, and Jay Cargill and Nara Rose took her out on uh, on AEW Dark. That's why you don't know anything about it.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And the only reason I know something about that is because I was on Wrestling Inc. and I saw that shit. I was like, oh, okay, I took her out. So both of them are taken out.
1: Which is why now all of a sudden he has to be a singles competitor.
0: And by the way, to end the show, John Moxley came out because after the match, Anthony Bowens came in the ring and jumped uh, Brian Pillman. The mass cash got back up and they jumped Brian Pillman. To end the show, obviously the hometown boy, John Moxley comes out there Hits Anthony Bowens With his boombox And then Brian Pilman Hits a super kick On Max Caster And then obviously You know though You know what John Moxie has to hit A paradigm shift To end the show And they're going Wild for the hometown boys Or whatnot. Um Like I said like, like There you go You have John Moxie Come on Rampage For two seconds You know what I mean Like The show Just doesn't get A lot of The best Talent that they have You know what I mean like, I would like to see, I don't know, give me some more members of the elite. Give me, um, who else can they give me? Give me a Lance Archer. Give me a Ricky Starks. Give me Powerhouse Hobbs on this show.
1: Give me some Pride and Powerful.
0: Pride and Powerful. You got Sammy Guerrero, who I haven't seen wrestling in a minute now. You know what I mean?
1: FTR like, is back there.
0: Yeah, FTR. But you have, you know what I mean, Darby stink come out here, but they ain't wrestling. So it's like
1: so it don't
0: count. <laughs> yeah, and I think Darby Allin was main event last week, Rampage, right? And I remember, he wrestled against, um, what was it, Daniel Garcia. Daniel That's Garcia jobber. is a jobber. He has a losing record.
1: That's what I do not want to see. What I do not want to see on Rampage is that stuff that they do on Dark. Those squash matches, those obvious, you already know who's going to win matches. Keep your jobbers on YouTube. I don't want to see that. Just like they did um Kira Hogan, you were talking about. Yeah. And Jade Cargill. It was like, keep your jobbers on YouTube. The I match don't was literally a minute. It's unnecessary. We only have an hour show. Give me good stuff. All three of these matches should be like, ooh, I can't wait to see that. Ooh, when are they going to come back from commercial break? Because that next match, I can't miss that. You know what I mean? Don't give me one good match and then like two so-so matches. That's not what this should be.
0: I, yeah, I want to see We'll see what happens next week on Rampage, but i like to see More matches where You know, I want to see I don't even need to see three matches Like if you give me two matches and a nice promo I'm good I just feel like every week they have three matches And you know one of them's going to be like Five minutes long, if that You already know it's going to be short And like the main event usually kind of short Don't even usually start the main event until 10.50 So they give themselves 10 minutes for the match so because they had to put these pre-tape uh promo packages in there and two <laughs> every week or whatnot
1: a lot of filler we don't need the filler give us the good stuff
0: no jericho in commentary this week he's probably gonna be out for a little bit because he's uh touring with fozzy um so won't we be so all we have on there was uh taz jim ross oh jim ross actually yeah so taz jim ross and um mark Henry, because the still on vacation For uh, his honeymoon because he got married. So commentary was okay. Nothing special. Um, Mark Henry. He's alright. Taz is great. And Jim Ross is doing his thing. So this show of Rampage, it was alright. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it another 6 out of 10. Because Andrade and Pac was was very good. Um, The other stuff was okay.
1: Yep, very basic, very mid, as MJF was saying
0: on Dynamite. Oh yeah, Dynamite was good this week. Uh, not a big fan of the main event between uh, Moxley and Minoru Suzuki, and now I'm finding out that this man's coming back again for next week with, but uh, this time with Lance Archer, and I'm I'm just not excited for it because guess what? We've already seen John Moxley beat Lance Archer. We've already seen John Moxley beat Minoru Suzuki. I just don't want to see any more of that shit. I'm, I'm done with that now. I want to see Mox get into a real feud now. I'm sick and tired of seeing him beat up on all the Japan people. I mean, if, if I guess, I know there are fans of New Japan people and I'm not saying I'm not a fan of some of the wrestlers. Some of these wrestlers are good, but like he works for all elite wrestling. So when you see him have all elite wrestling feuds, people are on the all elite wrestling roster, okay? And I don't need to see him face off against Lance Archer again. Like, how many times are we going to do these matches? we already see him face Lance Archer twice. One time Moxley won, one time Moxley lost. I'm about to see it again. It's like, Tony, give me some more fuse, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, the best thing on Dynamite, I think, was the MGF promo. And it was... The
1: best and the cringiest. I was like, oh, no, he didn't just say that. Fuck.
0: When he said Methany, I mean Melanie, that was fucking classic.
1: I mean, it's something that I'll never forget. It's definitely going down in the history books there.
0: MJF is amazing. And then the shit he said to Warlow, that feud's coming, man. Warlow's gonna turn on him soon. When
1: enough. he turned on Warlow. I thought.
0: Go in the corner and look pretty like you always do.
1: Bruh. When that big old motherfucker gets his hands on you, you're done.
0: He's gonna turn on him eventually. So. That's going to be a few we can't wait to see. But, um.
1: We're looking to learn how to talk before you do that, though. Don't don't turn on the hand that feeds you before you know how to talk. <laughs> don't do that.
0: But, um, yeah, I mean, we had Adam Cole and Brian Danielson also on Dynamite. That was good. Uh, I know my baby liked what Adam Cole did to Tony Schiavone.
1: Oh, that was classic. If you ever. Come near, Britt Baker. Again, I personally. <laughs> no, get out of my ring, you weirdo.
0: <laughs> nerd, remember, nerd. <laughs> yeah,
1: hurry up! I have shit to say.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. And this Wednesday night, we will get to see Adam Cole, baby, bay. and it's gonna be a good match. He's facing off against the Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian. So that I'm
1: squash that man like a bug. It's not even. <laughs> It's not even like, ooh, I wonder who's gonna win. No. No. no, no. Adam Cole is about to squash his fans. That night.
0: It will be a good match. Um I think that they put another match. Darby Allen will face Sean Spears. That's also on the card. I remember that. Um This 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 dynamite seems to probably it's gonna probably be a okay dynamite. Um I don't think they've they announced anything else, but um this week in wrestling I would say it was it was an okay week wasn't wasn't off or anything, I do think AW is uh, is gaining a lot of momentum right now. They had got they had 1.3 million this week, and uh, they had more people. They had a higher rating in the 1849 demo than did AE Raw this week. So Dynamite, I think, is going to be in second. Man, I think it's going to go SmackDown, then Dynamite, then Raw. Give it some time. Dynamite's coming. You still got Bray Wyatt out there.
1: Yep, and you still got the Iconics out there, which their new name is, what's their new name? The
0: Inspiration. The
1: Inspiration.
0: And don't worry, rumor has it Kevin Owen wants to come over too, so, I mean, listen, it's going to get interesting, okay? But with that being said, we are out. I am L.A. Gray.
1: I'm D.J. Gray.
0: And we are the Gray Gang. Good night, everybody.